Thanks for joining us on Sandful Radio. Zach Milbank here, and with me today to preview the 2022 Host Plus Sandful League season is Woodville West Tyrants coach Jade Sheedy. How are you, Jade? G'day, Zach. How are you, mate? Going well, thank you. Appreciate your time. Um, how have things been tracking at Oval Avenue uh, during summer? I know uh, it was an early start for you from the point of view in terms of actually playing games, having uh, that uh, hit out up in Darwin, which was fantastic for the uh, all sides of the footy club. But um, trial matches as well uh, seem to be quite positive on the scoreboard at least. Yeah, I think so. I think like every club at the moment... Um with COVID around, it's been a little bit of indifferent um, pre-season, dating way back in December we started. Um, but yeah, like you said, and then I guess our focus was um, on playing the NT in January. So it was a pretty quick, um, I guess, pre-season, only about four or five weeks to get out of it mm. what we needed to, to, to get ready and get up to speed to play, which is a little bit different for the players and the coaches. So um, I think it was a good thing. It kind of broke up pre-season to a certain extent the boys had something in front of them in terms of the game that they could look forward to and mm. and play and um yeah and then from there we sort of had a pretty solid block once we got back through february which was a lot of conditioning um getting ready for the last three trials we've had which have been against port adelaide in a, in a six quarter um trial where you know, we end up playing most of our list was available, so I think we played 44 or 45 that day and mm-hmm. um, played played the league squad in the first three quarters and then the reserve squad in the from quarters four to six. And and then we, we played centrals out there in, a, in what was a, a good hit out of, on a really big deck, and um, which was a close affair. And then similar to South Adelaide on the weekend in, in what was a, a bit of a shootout, I think that was 20 goals kicked up to half-time and a bit of fatigue set in and yeah, I think it was 33 odd degrees on a, on a big deck so really mm. good happy with our hit outs and I think we're in good stead leading into round one uh, How's the health of the list overall um, in terms of injury or anyone on the comeback trail? Um, yeah no it's good good Zach I think this time of year um, we're pretty lucky there's not too many um, long term at the moment Jimmy Tunkus is probably the only one that's I think he's probably right to play uh, round three or four and Connor Ballenden will be touched and go for round one. Um, he's probably the only other one with a with a cheekbone um, oh, yes. that he that he hurt against um, Port Adelaide in our first trial. So mm-hmm. yeah, the list is is um, really healthy and um, yeah, all the players have done a really big pre season and mm-hmm. and ready to go. How have you handled uh, the loss of, obviously, your star duo in Jack Hayes and James Cheetah? There'd be uh, a lot of other Sanford coaches and coaches at any level that would be absolutely tearing their hair out and making a big song and dance about the unfairness of it all. But um, you publicly um, really admirable stance in terms of wishing the boys all the best and giving them having that opportunity to play at the highest level. Um, but it's not ideal on the eve of the season, is it? Um, well, I think you always put it... I think you put it back in what the players want, don't you? And it's not about me, you know. It's, it's about the individual. It's about 
the environment we try and provide for them and, and where they want to get to. And I think mm. most SANFL players still want to play AFL footy, and that's our job as coaches and, and footy clubs as a whole to try and make that happen. So Jack has been, you know, trying his backside off for the last mm. four or five years, and no one's played better footy than Jack. So how can you not be happy for the kid? Like yeah. he's put every he's put everything into it, and then he comes out and plays a game like that. Um, and it gives great opportunity to our kids that are coming up, and I think mm-hmm. it revitalises your list. And you know, we've probably had a lot of kids on our list that haven't got an opportunity because we've had a lot of senior players that have been around the place for a while that haven't been drafted, and you know, potentially, I guess, somewhere on the line, it sort of hinders the process of the young kids coming through. And I think list turnover is good; it keeps everyone uh, motivated and coaches involved, and and gives us new roles and tasks and ways to find um, our next Jack Hayes and our next yeah. James Cheetahs and, and that's our goal as a coach and as a club and um, no, we're really strong on trying to provide AFL footballers and, and what that looks like and yeah, I guess as a supporter you might get disappointed um, and you know it might I guess hurt our chances somewhere along the line to try and do it again but at the end of the day you got to be happy for the kid, and, and that's our number one focus as a footy club. Uh, with those doors closing, or I guess uh, opening for the players, but closing for the footy club, uh, another one opened in terms of uh, Dylan Clark landing at Woodville West Torrens, um, which, yeah, super signing for you and bolstering that midfield. Uh, obviously, good mates with uh, Kobe Much, who's been a, a great recruit for you, but... Um, no doubt uh, the lure of more success has certainly uh, enticed Dylan to Oval Avenue. I think so. I think it's a good point, you know, you bring up and we just talked about losing players, but I think one, you know, potentially comes to our footy club because of the number of um, mature age players footy club's been able to get drafted. You know, we've had we've had eight mature age get drafted in the last two years, um, which is an outstanding effort by the footy club. And, you know, you're talking about kids that are 22 plus not kids that are 18 um so i guess when someone like dylan doesn't find himself on a list he he looks around and he weighs up his options and and you know hopefully you know we're a really good fit for him and you know we can try and get him back on a list and playing good footy and he's a great kid like his his number one priority is to come over here and help us try and you know climb the ladder again and 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 have success um you know he's going to be really good for our culture and and then I guess the relationship that he had with Kobe March was just a bonus on the end. And yeah. Kobe did a lot of work to try and get him here, as did the footy club. And mm-hmm. yeah, really looking forward to Dylan moving over. He moves over officially on Monday. He's been okay. over the last couple, couple of weeks playing our trials. But mm-hmm. yeah, just a really good kid to have in, inside our four walls. And then a nice mix of other um, prime recruits in Connor Ballenden, as you touched on earlier, coming from the Brisbane Lions to sort of play, I guess, that Jack Hayes role as a key focal point inside attack and pinch hit in the ruck. And then you've got Mitch Javal, um slots in nicely into the back line to sort of play a similar role to Paddy Gafrida, who's retired. And then uh, Jared Nutsy Allman returns to the footy club uh, to sort of play the halfback wing type role. Um, it must be nice with um, pleased with that spread. Yeah, yeah, I am, and I think like you said before, around Nutsy is you know we had Ben Junk for leave as well, but we feel Nutsy can sort of fill his role. So I guess one thing you do as a footy club when it comes to list management is you, I 
I'm pretty role driven, and mm-hmm. um, and we categorise them into roles and, and see where we where our, where we think our gaps are and, and what we need to get better at. And Connor was a clear one to come in. Obviously, I mean, early days when we recruited Connor, it was more off the retirement of Jake Lomberto and feeling, even though Vonnie didn't play in our Premiership side, he was a huge part in 2021 and end up playing. 16 or 17 games for the home and away season so yeah. we felt like structurally we needed a bit of height in our forward line and Connor's been really good uh, come in fitted in well to the club he's 200 centimetre key forward and like you said can chop out in the ruck and then Mitch Devour gives us flexibility to play on tools and smalls in our back half um, really courageous and, and has been fitting in really well to the footy club and then yeah Jared Orman gives us there's not too many people that can kick the ball, I guess, like Jared Orman in the SNFL, so we feel like he can be a real line-breaker for us and yeah. Um, yeah, play that half-back wing role. And He's played 200 games and he's mm. he's not getting any younger, but one thing he does do is keep himself in tremendous nick and um, he's been really good over the summer in driving standards and he's always at the front of every group and just helps the footy club get better. And You know, you combine that with the growth of the kids and try and keep our, our club in a good state. How did his return evolve to come back? Oh, just a phone call. Just, mm. a, just a phone call. to uh, I think it was to Luke Powell originally. Powell obviously played with, with Nutsy and yeah. Nutsy reached out and felt like he, he wanted to come back to the Eagles. Um, you know, and, and then I guess Powell had a good chat with me and, and then I had a chat with Jared and, um, you know, we... We communicated pretty strongly with North that we were talking to him. I think you know you got to you got to do that these days and be upfront and honest. And I think Powley talked to, to Daryl Wintle and they, they had a chat and then yeah, Nutsy come in and I guess the rest is history. We mm. could see a spot for him and he could help us, you know, culturally and and on the field make our footy club better. So yeah, why not? Let's have a look at some of the exciting youngsters that we've touched on um, and going to have the opportunity to play this year. I guess heading the list is uh, Adam DeLoya for obvious reasons, uh, given I guess he's uh, played some really strong footy at state level and won the Alan Stewart medal in, uh, as best on ground in the under-18 grand final last year as a bottom major. Um, how's his pre-season been to date? And he's knocking on the door of a trial of an early league berth? Yeah, he's a good kid. He's been really good, really strong in the contest. Um, he's a really good first-touch player. Um, I think he's, I was talking to Bangers the other day, he said he's you know, one of the best in the state, obviously, for that first possession. And really good um, contested player inside. So, yeah, he's had a really good pre-season. And, um, we need to find out what the right balance is with a few of the young kids as well. You know, Adam's still eligible for the under-18, so if it, if it potentially doesn't look like league footy for him early, we want him to you know, go back and dominate his own age group. And you know, cause The program for these young kids is pretty full-on these mm. days. With, um, some are still playing school footy and then you know, with their state league clubs and then they're also got the state under-18, so we've got to work out what the best way forward for the, club, um, for the kid is. But yeah, he's been... He's been really good and um, yeah, played up in Darwin when we played the NT and, and definitely didn't look out of sorts. And you see him playing the reserves against kids that are a few years older than him and his ability to be able to get inside and then outside the contest is, is really good. Yeah. Who are some of the reserves, lesser lights, like a, a Jacob Ware from a couple of years ago who had sort of been... Um, 
yeah, through no fault of his own, but just sheer depth knocking on the door. And I guess Luke Beacon's another one as well, both playing a similar role off half-back, but they really had to bide their time to come in. Um, what sort of gems have you got hidden down there, Sheeds, that might evolve in 2022? Um, well, I think Max Lister's a really good footballer and going to be a big part of the footy club plays. Um he plays he plays half half back back pocket um, really good in the air and, and good on the ground. Young Zach Buck who he was he went back to his local club this time last year. He's played all three league trials and he's right in the mix today. Boo, a small mm. defender, um, got really good closing speed, really good one on one. He's come a long way. Yeah, Luke Beacon I think's taken his game to a whole another level. Um, you know I think he played ten games last year and managed to play in the Premiership side and. Um, had another really strong pre-season. He's another year older and a little bit bigger in size. And, okay. Um, looks really confident. Uh, Zane Williams up forward uh, has had a really strong pre-season. He's put on six kilos along with Mitch Hardy. He's had a strong pre-season as well. So mm. uh, Mitch, is, Mitch is a two-time NEFL Team of the Year player for the Canberra Demons and um, played a dozen games for us last year and probably through Angus Poole and... Jesse Lonigan and a few of them players that, that went forward um, just missed out. But, yeah, they're players that we think um, can have a huge impact this year at league level. Look forward to seeing them uh, ply their trade and certainly uh, excite Eagles fans in 2022. Uh, Another thing which is exciting is uh, the fixture for Woodview West Torrens, particularly the early rounds, uh, three of the first four games at home, which is uh, a great bonus for you. But uh, even more exciting is uh, the historical nature of it in that uh, the uh, Woodville Oval, or I guess Mourn Team Kia um, Oval, as we now know it, uh, will have its first ever night game in round one. Uh, it's actually a twilight match, but uh, the lights will be switched on for the first time. They've been uh, jazzed up and, and over summer, and um, yeah, it must be exciting for you to face North Adelaide there under lights. Yeah, it is exciting. The lights are yeah, they're really good. Uh, we haven't trained under them too much yet. Um, but as obviously we go into the winter months, we'll, we'll get to use them a fair bit more. But uh, I've seen them on a, a few times, and they're yeah, they're very good. And yeah, I guess it just gives us something different again as a footy club. You know, in today's age, it's it's, it's probably hard work to get people to SNFL games when there's so much going on. There's local footy and there's AFL footy, and you know, most I guess most uh, supporters all have an AFL club that they follow and then most have a local club. So um, to get people to SNFL games is, is probably harder than it ever has been. So the footy club has done a really good job in getting lights and, you know, we're trying twilight games and, and trying different things to hmm. be able to make a bit of a time slot our own and, um, and, and generate more people through the gates, which is, you know, and we're playing North Adelaide who we've got a good rivalry against and hopefully there can be a few more team Kia Oval on uh April 2nd for round one. And then uh, Good Friday, April 15, uh, you've host West Adelaide in the same time slot, which will be exciting under lights again. And then, of course, the traditional Anzac Day grand final rematch against Glenelg on the April 25th itself uh, on the holiday Monday will be a cracker. Yeah, yeah, like I said before, I guess trying to make that time slot our own to a certain extent where we can give people, hopefully, the flexibility to be able to you know, if they want to come and watch SNFL, they can get to some games and um, and try and generate some more support 
for our footy club, we feel like we're in a good space at the moment with, I guess, the success we've had. So, um, yeah, trying to really capitalise on that as well and, and get some people in the gates. Terrific, Jade. Thank you very much for your time, as always, on Sample Radio. We do appreciate that and wishing you and the Woodville Westerns Footy Club all the very best in the 2022 Host Plus Sandful League season. Thanks, Amy, Zach.